Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and it is Friday night after Thanksgiving, or what do we call this? We call it Blackity Black Friday in the States. And I wanted to record a podcast on some reflection that I've had from Thanksgiving with family and then just today as a business owner on Black Friday and some of the lessons that I've learned and just some insights that I thought would be super valuable to you. So with that said, title of this episode um, was cracking me up. I I was listing out the things, the topics that I was going to touch on tonight and I was like, all right, discernment, all right, disappointment, all right, delegation, all right, divine interception. And I was like, girl, it's the D's. How the D's ruin Thanksgiving. And it it just made me think of the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. So I hope that you enjoy. Um, If you are here with me live on Instagram or Facebook, you can drop a hashtag, I'm here. If you're watching this on replay, you can drop a hashtag replay. Moving forward, I will probably be doing these uh, less live on Instagram and Facebook and either be doing them live on YouTube or just recording the podcast on YouTube and posting it here on uh, Facebook. It's because it definitely gets a lot more reach uh, that way and more people have access to it. So anywho, without further ado, the four D's uh, that I encountered this last couple of 48 hours that kind of shook up my days and not the best way, but as always, the best lessons come from some of the worst days. And I wanna share this experience with you for anyone who is trying to work on building something and it's taking longer than you thought it would. Or maybe you're someone who is uh, has a very difficult family or is on their healing journey and you are hyper alert or hyper aware or hypersensitive to energy, spaces, triggers, familiar patterns, and some of this may resonate with you, so I, I wanna let you know that you're not alone. And then just to anyone who enjoys the personal growth journey and loves learning and um, loves little light bulb moments, I wanted to share a few of mine with you today. So we'll start off with Thanksgiving and my reflections from that day. And somebody hopped on from the, uh, what is this thing called? From the interwebs on Instagram. What up, Dordo? Okay, so I I, I talked earlier this week about how my family is not super celebratory and how I can now as an adult see what role that played um, and just how I raise my kids the way that I'm, you know, we celebrate birthdays a little bit you know, way more than we did in my family or how, you know, I would always go out and plan a big trip for them. I'm just other little things that I realized that I learned from my family not doing that. And one of the things that I noticed this Thanksgiving that just kind of took me back and and reminded me of why I spent so much time away from my family was just the lack of like affection and family, like like just the, you know, the whole like, I love you and the hugs left and right that a lot of families that I see, like it's trig not triggering. I, I'm, I don't want to overplay that word, but I realized that it 
it used to be hard for me to watch other people with their families just enjoy time with their families and just want to be around their family all the time. Like I couldn't, in my head, I'm like, why? I'm like, family's crazy. Family's judgy. Family picks on you. If I'm like, and, and those are all normal things that people experience, but it's also usually wrapped in like love. And in my experience with my family, it's either like you have those ex- those things that I just mentioned, but they don't come with the, you know, but I love you anyways, kid, or they come with some really sharp things that actually do mean what they say. And it's just kind of like F your feelings or, well, we're not talking. And these can happen, it's can happen for years. In my family, it's not unusual for there to be a conflict and people stop talking. The issue never gets resolved. And we just come around each other all the time at holidays and nobody says anything. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. And I just remember thinking like, why did I even come here? And I'm like, oh yeah, my grandma, love my grandma. But like, I could have made food for me and the kids and me and my sister, we could have did this at our house and felt way more like a family than this right here. So if you're just hopping on, no, this isn't me like bashing my family. I'm hopefully um, letting some people who may feel the same way as me feel seen and make you not feel so bad about, you know, you know, the feelings that you experienced during the holidays uh, because your family may not look like other people's families do, you know, or your family may not love and may not bond the same way and you feel like a bad person. I know I always felt like a bad person, but like there's a reason to it. And I want to let you know, like, I see you. So things that I learned about myself just being at Thanksgiving dinner last night is that I, as a leader, have a tendency not to either over communicate or under communicate and nothing in between. Either over 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 communicating out of fear because I know subconsciously that I will do what we do in my family, which is just assume everybody knows. My my oldest son didn't come to Thanksgiving yesterday and I assumed he knew that we were all going to be at my grandma's house, right? My mother assumed that I knew that I, what time to be there. And, and around like, you know, I got a random text at like 10 minutes till like, Hey, are you guys coming? Dinner's almost ready. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know what time dinner would be. Cause we have this thing where we just assume everybody knows everything and it's not malicious. Like we're not, not talking to each other or not communicating. It's just kind of the culture. Like, well, I thought so-and-so told so-and-so, and I thought so-and-so, I thought she knew. You didn't know, did I? And this is like, this is who we are. It sucks what it has, but I want to look at the strengths and the, the benefits to growing up in a, in a place like that. Number one, it makes you proactive for finding out information. And that is something that I am super big on, is being proactive about finding out information. Um, and when I don't, I kind of kick myself in the butt, like, girl, you know you could have researched that before you came to this room. Girl, you know you could have researched that before you showed up here. So that is one of the good things that came from uh, being raised in a family that under communicates or isolates or whatever. This isn't me trying to sugarcoat or put icing on something negative, but I'm trying to um, highlight the need to look at everything as a learning lesson instead of turning everything into a woe is me. And that's literally what this podcast today is going to be all about, the learning lessons from the not so great things that have happened in the last 48 hours. So one, I realized that my lack of communication comes from just the family. It's not that I'm a poor communicator. It's not that I'm a bad leader. It's not any of these things. It's just something that's deeply ingrained in how I was raised. So I have to be super aware of that and and find a balance between giving people way too much information at a time and not giving them any information at a time and expecting them to know it all. So that was one cool thing that I realized. Um, at first, years ago, this would have aggravated me. I would have showed up to the thing like, nobody texted Andre? Well, nobody texted me. This is what, like, you know, and now I just kind of look at it. I'm like, hmm, that's where I get it from. 
cool beans, makes sense, carry on, right? Um, and it also helped me understand the whole friend thing, like why I always felt like my friends were so much closer and people used to always call me like, you know, Miss Jet Sex. I was always leaving the house, even as a, like at 12 years old, like I was always, always setting my schedule. I'm gonna go to so-and-so's house. I'm gonna sleep over here for like a week or whatever. It's because of that. And, and um, that just, that really helped me see things, see myself. Um, through a different lens. So I highly recommend that while you're going through the discomfort this season, maybe being around family members you haven't seen in a while, maybe um, being in situations that make you uncomfortable with family, to really lean into um, what, if if what you're experiencing right now is discomfort as an adult, imagine younger you who didn't have the tools and the resources to process this, how that may have affected your young and developing mind and how it carried into who you are today. So that's that's all I'm going to do as far as family goes. I'm going to move along to the business portion of it because that's the one that had me like, I woke up today and I think I did around like maybe 10 a.m. I let out one loud scream. Went, ah! And then after that, I was like, all right, we're good. Let, let's, what do we want to accomplish today, Bonnie? And I got to work and do some of that. So the first D, uh, the we'll go with the, the dis, it's two of them. It's like, dis, it's like a mix between discernment, disappointment and delegation all wrapped in one. So I realized that I am not great at designing websites. I know that, right? Um, and I realized that I could learn, I could teach myself and I could save money, but it would make more sense for me to delegate that to somebody else, right? And so I reached out to someone who was supposed to do the website for me and they rescheduled like three times, at which point I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't have time for this, time's a ticking, right? So then I went on to Fiverr and I was like, I want a female to do this, hands down, like I'm, I don't, this, yes, this is personal. I wanna support female businesses, get out of my face. So I wanna support a female. And I saw that most of them were in the Middle East. So I was like, okay, perfect, because women need money over there. Like women are fighting for their rights to be women. So yes, I'm going to give this woman money. Um, and then, this isn't a um, before you get your panties in a bunch. This isn't me um, like putting down foreigners or anything like that. This is just in general delegation. So I have a hard time letting go. Go figure. I have a hard time letting go of things. And in the business right now, I have a team of people to help me. And I didn't realize until this past month as much stress as I have taken on on my own, trying to do so, trying to put my vision into like fruition on my own, um, I didn't realize how hard it would be for me to let go of that baby. And my moms, I know that you can relate when you wanna, you you want so badly to, to well, some of y'all don't, some of y'all are batshit crazy and you, you let your kids not do a damn thing and you still do everything in the house like you're crazy, you're wild. But some of us, we want to get some help. Like we do anything for help. And here you got these able-bodied, you know, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. You can get them started earlier than that, by the way, who have hands and arms that can wash dishes, that can mop the floor, that can scrub the baseboards, that can walk the dogs, that can change the litter box, that can do all the things, that can fold their own clothes even. Go figure. But because we've become so accustomed to things being the way that we want them to be, we have a hard time letting go of that. And I know that when the boys were first starting to learn to wash dishes, it was hard to say the least. One of, 
he's a great dishwasher. I'm not going to talk junk about my current dishwasher slash dog walker slash personal assistant. But um, yeah, a lot of food left on the dishes, right? A lot of like dripping wet countertops. Like, kid, can you not use a towel? Like, there's so many things about how they do things that is not up to par with me. However, it will never get up to par if I keep going and doing it for them. And I found myself, I realized that in my own business with my team, there was a lot of me doing that. I was afraid to let go because and like if something either didn't get done fast enough or the way that I would do it, I was like, don't worry about it. I got it. And then I do it really quick. But that's not the point. Mom, business owner, big sister, auntie, the point isn't necessarily who can get it done faster unless it's, you know, on a time crunch. The point is that you're trying to teach someone something so that they can learn to do it just as good as you do, if not better. And so that you can give yourself some space to breathe and not be so stressed out, but easier said than done. And I had a chance to realize that, like I had a hard time letting go and delegating tasks within the business. And then I had a hard time letting go and delegating this task to this woman to do the the store. And I feel like because I was so, I'm not gonna say I manifested this because I wasn't really like, focusing on how, you know, it wasn't going to work out, but it did end up not going so well. And I put those two together because that's one of our worst fears is that we'll take our hands off the gas or we'll take our hands off the steering wheel. And when we do, we'll trust someone else to do it for us. And then it doesn't get done or it doesn't get done the way that we would want it to. And then you're low key, like in your head, I knew I should have did it myself. And then you want to get all mad. And when that happened today, um, I just, I, a couple things came to my mind. Number one, um, I kind of didn't have the best feeling about this young lady when I reached out to her, but we had already been talking for so long in the DMs on Fiverr and, um, and the, the countdown, the clock was melting down. So I, I went with her. So it was a reminder like, hey, you weren't 100% happy with her. And one of the things that I try to live by is it's either a full body yes or a full body no. A full body fuck yes or a full body fuck no. And it was, it was, not, a, it was, not, a, it was not a fuck yes. And I still went with her anyways. So that's on me. Uh, something else that came up for me is this phrase that I heard from Natasha Storm or Natasha Starcheski. She's amazing. And it said, as a business owner, everything is my fault. And you can pull business owner out and say, as the leader of this organization, you can pull leader of organization out and you can say head of the household, oldest, whatever position that you're in and people look up to you or come to you. It's not a everything is my fault, like beat yourself up type thing. Like this is, I'm talking to the leaders, right? I just mentioned female leaders of your homes, of your businesses, of your families, of your relationships, of your social circles. If you are at the top of the totem pole for leadership, I'm sorry. Yeah, everything is your fault. And not, again, in a bad way, but a, is this something that I could have paid more attention to? Is this something that could have been prevented? Is this something that in future references should it have? future instances, should it happen again, then it will most definitely be my fault because I need to have my eyes on stuff like this. And when I heard those words in my head again, everything is my fault in my business, it's like, hmm, you originally assigned the Shopify situation to one of your original team members. 
you didn't follow up with them and you know every single week to make sure it was getting done so now you're in a place where you have you're in a knot where you have to figure out like a time crunch to get it done and now you have to go with whatever you can get so in essence yes everything is my fault Am I beating myself up about it? No, but it was a great opportunity to sit back and look and see how I could have done a better job at delegating and how I could have made a better, did a better job at decision making in this process and just planning. So it was unfortunate. I've had Black Friday all over all of my whiteboards for I don't know how long. And it turned out to like where the, if you're wondering what happened with the girl, like she, she's supposed to have it done in five days and it took her 14 days and it still wasn't really up to par. And there was a little bit, like she did a beautiful job. Don't get twisted. Like the store looks beautiful, but there's a lot of things in there that just aren't like ready for it to be live yet. And she's like, can, can I, can I push forward? Can I say that I completed the process? And with the amount of time she'd spent on the job and for the money, um, even in American money, like I was just like, yeah, I, girl, you're good. Thank you. You've done enough. I'll take it from here. And so I've spent the majority of my day today <laughs> fixing things um, that should have been fixed. But again, everything is my fault. So this is a, is a learning lesson for me. And it was frustrating, but it was something that I got to learn from. So that was my little tidbit on delegation and disappointment and discernment, not using my discernment when I felt like um, this job should have gotten done sooner. I should have checked in with my team sooner. I shouldn't have hired this girl. Like, pay attention, guys, because a lot of the things that we get stressed out about in life, they can be avoided, prevented, or circumvented, right? Okay, last thing that, oh, sorry, good call, good call, good call. Totally forgot this. So even though all of that did not work out the way that I would have wanted it to, Everything is happening for me and not to me because I went to go while I was digging into my store that someone else was supposed to be setting up when, when I, it's a super important too, and I forget to do this is sometimes just cause you're like the owner or the CEO and you now have a team, I still got to go back and make sure that stuff is being done properly without micromanaging, whatever. So I go back in and I'm looking at my store and I'm looking at some of the products and like some of the stuff is not, I don't like it. <laughs> and and I was able to sit down and look at a couple of the, the shirts and the logos and the hats and realize that they weren't gonna be coming out right. And I got to change them and fix them and talk with the, the people. And I'm actually really happy. This is a big part of the story. I'm actually really happy that things didn't get launched today because I would have had a fudge ton of either returns or people like saying this is a low quality product or they don't like the embroidering of the logo or it's not what they expected because there was something in the store. If those of you that may know that do printing, it wasn't digitized, right? And I didn't know that. I didn't know what that meant, so I didn't look into it. But since I had to spend all day long today in that I got to see that the products weren't that great and I was able to go fix them. So it actually, everything worked out. So that's cool, great, like, great. And I also got to really spend a lot of time rebranding and making everything cohesive across the mind and body platforms today. So it was actually a pretty, it was actually a really great day overall. So last but not least, and this one is not a D, I don't really think so. This is just a last little tidbit of wisdom for my entrepreneurs or people that are getting passion projects started on the side. Honor your cycles, especially you ladies. 
Um, yes, your period cycle, which is more than just the week that you're bleeding, like your actual, your body goes through like four different cycles every month. And if you're only paying attention to the one to that week, you're missing out on some serious stuff. But for all of my, um, spiritual people and people that are paying attention to their energy, honor your cycles. Okay. I have noticed now, <laughs> now that I'm starting to pay a lot more attention to the way that I work, I have... I have about two weeks every month where my ADHD kicks in something serious and I get close to nothing done. No matter how hard I try, I can put the phones on the other side of the room, but like I will literally jump from task to task to task. I will make up tasks. I will see something today like, oh, one of my clients has a, a, a furniture refinishing business. Let me go look that up for her and find this information. And I'll like print up this whole page of resources for her and I'll stop. And I was like, what were you doing, Bonnie? I was like, you were looking up how much she weighs so that you could do her macros. I'm like, ooh, macros. So then I go back to doing her macros numbers and then an ad pops up for something about, oh, do you have nutrition clients? I'm like, I sure do. So then there I am looking at that ad and that's how my days generally go and it sucks. And there's two weeks out of every month where it's like that. And no matter how much I'm like, Bonnie, 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 come back. It's like, no, I got it. I got it. I'm just going to do this one thing real quick. I promise it'll be fine. Those are the days that I end up working through my lunch hour that I set aside for myself. Those are the days that I end up sitting here and not going to the bathroom. Those are the days where the dogs are walking around me in circles. Like, are you going to take us out like at any time. Also, are you going to go pick up that kid of yours? I'm like, the kid, right? So there's about two weeks out of every month where that's how my brain works and it stinks. But um, instead of um, doing the thing that I did this summer where I beat myself up and I'm like, see, you're unproductive. See, you can't focus. See, you can't, you should, this is why you were bad at serving. See, like, instead of doing that little number, I look at it as that's when I get my most creative ideas. All those days where my brain is super receptive to everything around it, I've now learned to get, I've always had lots of journals, but I got a little bit more organized with how I keep my notes. And instead of having 18 different journals, I got this from you, Shal. If you ever see this, Coach Shal, love you, girl. She's like, Bonnie, I just have one book and it's what I do in my business every single day. Everything is in there. So I can always come back and be like, all right, so on Monday, I did blah, blah, blah. And that has helped me so much. Not only that, like in addition to that, I got this idea from the, the CEO school book planner that I got when I was in um, the CEO school, which by the way, I just, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but it was super helpful the way that the planner was set up because it would have like, uh, you know, an area for gratitude, an area for affirmations, an area for my to-do list, and then a schedule by the hour of what I was doing, notes for the day, an empty blank page of notes, and then a thing for me to reflect on today I was and tomorrow I will be. And I thought that was super dope. But because um, of the hurricane in October, I ordered this and it didn't come in time. And I was freaking out. So I was like, dude, I've never been more organized in my life than when I use that planner. So I went and got something that looked pretty similar to it. It was black. And I just started writing my own lines on the paper that looked like the journal. And it helped me stay focused. But since it doesn't have a day by day thing in it, now I have way more space to take notes on everything that happens that day. And that has helped me immensely. So instead of looking like, was this in my sales call notes journal? Or was this in my client journal? Was this in my workout program journal? Was this... <sighs> yes. So that helped me out so much. Um, but going back to honoring your cycles, instead of beating myself up, instead of being like, I knew I couldn't do this because what it would result in was about two weeks of scatterbrain and then two weeks of grind, 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 not going to bed till 1am, waking up at 4am anyways, and working up and waking up and still hitting the gym at 4am. I know 
and 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 me not skipping that because I love the gym and because it's a part of my routine. And if I don't work out in the morning, then the rest of the day turns into a Bonnie's just a free, like getting to stuff when she can day. And so instead of beating myself up about that, I just kind of leaned into it and looked and was like, so this is how it is. We got about two weeks of highly productive Bonnie every month. And we got another two weeks of let's see how today goes. Let's pray for the best. <laughs> and me leaning into that and accepting that that's how my brain works is so much better than me feeling like I have to be like this um, 28 days a month. Is that right? Seven? No, Bonnie. Let's try math again. See, you guys, five days in a week, Bonnie, four months, 30, 20. I swear I can count. This is why I had to delegate finances in the business. But um, 20 days out of the month, expecting myself to work like that, when the whole reason why I couldn't stand working in corporate America, even at a serving job, is because I couldn't stay doing the same thing the same way every single day. And so embracing my quirkiness has really helped me move through and, and be more productive versus really spending a lot of time beating myself up for not fitting into that box. And it's like, boo-boo, this is your business. You can run it how you want. So food for thought for any of my small business owners or entrepreneurs. Um, on that same note, somebody sent me a reel today. By the way, I will say it again. For those of you that send me videos, I'm gonna need some context with it. Otherwise, I'm not watching it because people send, I get so many dang like video reels and TikToks. I would never, I just explained to y'all how my days are, how I can't focus on my own. So when I got all my friends and all everybody who's like, oh, Bonnie would like this and you just send me some shit, you better give me some reference for it because I done wasted too many minutes of my life watching TikToks and reels that someone sent me that they thought I would like that made me want to take the phone and chuck it through cyberspace to hit them in the forehead. Like, don't fucking waste my time with that shit again. But anywho, let me get back into nice, calm um, Zen bonds, right? You guys like Zen bonds, I think. Okay. So where the hell was I at? <laughs> Productivity, notes, trusting the process, trusting the flow. Yep, well, that thought's gone. I'll let you know if it comes back. All right, did somebody help me out there? Oh, thank you, Arlene. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Um, oh, someone sent me a video that talked about morning routines are trash. And I responded back to them Actually, for my ADHD ass, they are extremely helpful. What is not helpful, though, was when I would beat myself up if I didn't do my morning routine every single day. So what I've come to learn is that it is a tool, guys, women, ladies, anyone who's trying to have a, a routine and you're having a hard time sticking with it, remember that the routine is a tool and that it is not dogma. Right in front of me, I have a list that's called my 10 before 10. And I learned it from when I was in PT Dom with Brian Mark and Cole De Silva. One of them had a do every day unless dead list, which I thought was pretty dope. And the other one of them called it a 10 before 10 list. Either way, it was essentially the same thing. And it was things that have to get done every day in your business so that if you're having a, a bad day, as long as this stuff gets done, you still have a business. Because when you're on online, well, for any business, but specifically for those of us that built it solely online, if you do miss some of those marks, like it could really hurt your month. So my 10 before 10 list, and you don't have to make it just like this. I just wanted to give you guys some insight as to what has helped me. And it is a tool. It is not dogma. 
Meaning if I don't get it done every day, it's not the end of the world, but it's something that brings me back into focus when I get into scatterbrain bonds mode. Okay, so without fail every day, I've got my mindset portion and that's gonna include meditation, visualizing the day and then visualizing my goals, reading, walking and listening to a podcast. It can be any combination of those things. It could be all of them. It could be some of them. It could be one of them. But I try to start every day, whether it's a weekend or not, with those things. Um, if I don't, it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible life coach. I'm a terrible uh, spiritual chick. I'm so no, it's just like, this is what I've learned over time. When I do it consistently, makes me better. That's it, right? Okay. Next thing, I have a category for business and team. And there's two things that I need to do every day as far as business goes. I need to go into Slack, which is where we all communicate all the business stuff. And then I need to go into Asana, which is our task managing app and make sure that, you know, stuff I need to do. The next thing that I have to do every morning or should is going to Trainerize, which is my the fitness coaching app that I have for my clients and see if I have any unread messages from clients and see that stuff. Um, and then Facebook go into my client community in Facebook and make sure that everybody's questions have been answered and stuff like that. And then last but not least is like the super business part, which is money-making activities, things that need to happen in the business in order for me to make money. I'm not gonna list those out. Uh, well, actually it doesn't matter. Make sure that I'm showing up on my story. Make sure that I've created a valuable post that is giving valuable to people. Valuable? Value. Making sure that I'm talking with people and building connections and then also expanding my network, which means making new friends on Facebook, not just adding people, but making new friends. Hey, I saw you're into personal development. Me too. Hey, I saw you're into business. Me too. Those are things that I have to do every day and um, that I should do every day. I don't do those things every single day without fail. Because remember, there's two weeks where my brain is just like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but when I'm having a day where I'm like, why can't I get anything done? Or what should I be doing? Or I don't know what today is. What's my last name? How old am I? Yeah. When I'm having those days, I can look at this piece of paper right in front of me and be like, oh, did you did you read today, Bonnie? Nah, girl, I ain't read. Bonnie, have you been in Slack yet? Nah, girl, I'm slacking. You know, like those things, it, it brings me back. And so while I don't believe that you have to do a morning routine every single day or else you're, you know, not gonna change your mindset or, you know, you're a disorganized piece of shit, they are great tools to keep you in line, but also remember to honor your personal flow and pay attention to what works best for you. Find your flow. Um, it's not gonna be cut and dry. It's not gonna look the same for everybody. Um, I remember when I tried to do 4 a.m. wake-ups two years ago when I first started my business, it was really hard on me. It was really hard on me, but I was also doing a, like craziness. And now I'm to the point where 4 a.m. wake-ups, like I love waking up at 4 a.m. because it's what works for me. I get the most, I realize that I get the most stuff done before 12. After 12, if you're on a coaching call with me in the afternoon, my clients know I'm a different person. You're going to hear way more F-bombs. There's going to be way more tough love. It's going to be way more straightforward as opposed to my morning call that sound like this. But I also realize that morning calls are what I'm most productive. So think about it. When are you most productive? When do you get, when is the best piece of you? Like, I, I have really good ideas when I wake up first thing in the morning because I think I'm still in a lucid state and my highest self slash subconscious is just like, it's on and popping, right? So I've noticed those are great times. So for you, waking up early, even though it sounds like a pain in the ass, you may realize that that is the best thing for you because you have your me time, you're not stressed, your thoughts can flow 
freely. So regardless of whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur or not, I think it's highly advantageous for you to start paying attention to your cycles, your ebbs and your flows and what works best for you. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this introspective um post-Thanksgiving Day uh, podcast about the four Ds that stole Thanksgiving. They didn't really steal Thanksgiving. They, they made it. They made it for a very educational and insightful past couple of days filled with learning lessons, and I'm always here for it. So um, as far as the whole like Black Friday situation, I'm just going to adapt and change um, what we're going to do. Hopefully by, what's today, Friday? By tomorrow morning, um, I should have the majority of the website stuff in the store the way that it needs to be. And we'll just run those sales through Cyber Monday. I believe we're doing 30% off of um, the coaching programs, like the courses, like the online courses, 30% off of those, 30% off of mind and body fitness memberships if you pay in full. And then there's another 30% off something I can't remember. Oh, any other paid in full fitness, like six month program, nine month program, that sort of thing. So I'll have that information up uh, and I, you know, I'm going to make a post about it so that you guys have the links and where to go. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you got some value from it and you're listening to this on a podcast, do me a favor and screenshot it and share it to your story and tag me. You can tag me at bond, uh, at coach bonds, or you can tag one of the business pages mind and body fitness mind and body co um love you guys i appreciate you being here and i will see you next time on the boss life with bonds